Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Full Court Press. This is Riley. I'm here with Greg and Dorian. How are we doing today, guys? Hey, doing man. good. Doing good. Yeah. How about yourself? Can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, watching the NFL draft right now, and no one uh, Seahawks haven't made any picks. So they haven't made any bad picks, so that's just fine. <laughs> I'll take that all day. Yeah, as a Niners fan, I was glad to see Trey You're Lance. Niners fan? Yes. Yes. We were talking about the Seahawks this whole time pre <laughs> pre show here, and you didn't say that at any quiet. point. <laughs> no point. Oh man! Wow, I feel that's wow. That's I feel like, a tad. I feel like just a, a slight bit betrayed on that one. You I know what? No idea. I figured it had to be. I, I thought it was the Eagles because remember last episode I spoke about the teams that I grew up when I was speaking about just my fandom for the Bulls. And yeah. I slipped in there that I grew up a Cowboys fan. He made like, Ugh. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh man, but no, Niners fan would make the same, would make the same sound. So that's why, that's why yep. I like knew it too. I was like, oh man, <laughs> nice. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the the group uh, SJW right now is just in a flux of just uh, so a lot of picks got right. Like a lot of the teams that have it the hardest, a lot of those guys, all their picks came correctly. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, it's a mess in there, man. Michael Gibson's freaking out. Yeah. Oh my goodness, he's going uh, crazy. Dude, he's—I mean, he earns it. You know, he earned it. I mean, I've—I've I've typed Mac Jones at him or Jimmy Garoppolo at him like a thousand times in the last few years. So he deserves that. Yeah, I'm so Anyways, glad they didn't go that way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, guys. Well, hey, the uh, playing game is uh, or the playing tournament, I should say, is coming up here pretty soon. We we're saying we we're going to take a look at the uh, take a look at who's probably in this thing and what we think their chances are to come out and uh, where we think they come out. Let's start with the East. Uh, so right now, as is, it's Miami, Charlotte, Pace, the Indiana Pacers, and the Wizards. Uh, with the Bulls, they're two games back. Uh, Levine needs to get healthy, obviously, so that they, they can be in the mix. And also, the Raptors are sitting there uh, as well on the outside looking in. Um, who do we think, or do we think that Miami and Charlotte? Do you think they're going to be the two teams that come out of that? Um, I think the only team that has a chance, I'd say, is the Wizards in that 10 spot to to move up mainly because you got russ healthy you got beal healthy and you just don't know what you're going to get and i think that they could they could pull the upset they could win two of those three games um honestly against any of these teams against the seven or eight seed and um i think they could get in that tournament to to lose to brooklyn in the first round (laughs) question how were they doing it this year compared to last year they did in the bubble? Because I remember last year in the bubble, it was the the lower team had to win two games and the higher team only had to win one game. Are they still doing it like that this year? Because I couldn't find anything when I tried to uh, look it up. Yep, it's the same same structure. Yeah. So seven, um, seven would play 10, eight would play nine. And then if the higher seed wins the first game, then it's a wrap. But if the lower okay. seed wins the first game, then they play another game, uh, and then you know. Oh, that that makes it interesting. Um, yes. If as is as structured in the East, if Miami stays, um, I feel like that's tricky. The six and seven because Miami. I'm looking at the at the at the rating the uh, rankings right now. Miami and Boston are neck and neck. Obviously, Boston has that tiebreaker over them, but like Boston has lost some 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 big games. In this in this past month, um, Miami has been up and down literally all season. So seeing who gets that seven seed, I think will be interesting playing against potentially the Wizards in the Tim seed. Um, 
I don't think the Wizards advance or come out of the play-in, but I do think they give either one of those teams a run for the money. Me, personally, I want to see them play against Miami just because of the competitiveness between Russ and Jimmy Butler and then just also the cut- the culture of that Miami Heat team. I think that makes for good basketball. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I hope that's the matchup if that stays the matchup for sure. I, th- I think I agree with Dorian on this a little bit. I think if the Wizards will, could easily come out of it, uh, if they're clicking, it's like it's so weird because sometimes Russ will be getting his triple doubles mm-hmm. and things are going great and then things are going horribly. And then sometimes when he'll be getting his triple doubles and things are going right, you know, it's like he's playing the same game and somehow yeah. like it just sways like with the wind. You can never tell yeah. like when, when things are going to work out. But yeah, they're clicking a little bit. Uh, I think and also team... Miami's just been so. I think Boston will have get the six seed for sure. Um, just because I think they'll they have enough uh, I mean, they have enough power behind them. I think they'll I think they'll squeak that one out just because Miami's been so inconsistent that I don't think they have. But yeah, the, mostly because I want to see the Butler and uh, Butler yeah. Westbrook matchup for sure. Yeah, because that will be intense. Uh, <laughs> that will be intense. A, a lot of watching Beal get Beal <laughs> hook up Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like or what? Be a lot of barking going because th- those guys have to guard either Westbrook or Beal, whoever yeah. Jimmy doesn't have, basically. Like, you know, like that, that, that's not going to be very much fun for them. It's going to be a good matchup. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards come out. I don't have them right now if they come, if they play against either of those teams. I feel like if Miami just needs to win one game against them, they may be able to squeak it out. Their hopes in the playoffs might be a little fragile. Um, but I think if it's just to win one game against Washington, they might be able to pull it out. But again, like I said, they've been so inconsistent this season that you literally don't know what you're going to get. But another thing to pay attention to is just how close their records are to Atlanta as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if I you think, put Atlanta, you put my Atlanta in that seven seed. I got the Wizards taking them. Yeah, I think Atlanta yeah, for sure. I really think the Hawks are going to drop down to that seventh seed, and then you're going to see Miami and Boston scoot back up to that five six. And I think, I think the Hawks are going to drop down to that seventh seed. And it's going to you're going to see you know the Pacers or or the Wizards versus the Hawks right there. And I think the Hawks are a very susceptible team. Yeah, because Trey Young now his ankles bum. Apparently he's gonna he's gonna try to come back later this week, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's that's because the, they know he has. They're trying to avoid this plan. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's gonna if, <laughs> if they're gonna bring him back and like push him like that. That's why. But I agree. I think if they could drop, um, Bogdanovich has been hurt too. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They're yeah, they just don't have the experience. You know, we we look at the Celtics and the Heat. Like those guys know how to win, and so like more so than the Hawks do. There's a young team. With not a lot of experience in that but yeah honestly something really weird to me too is the what i'm trying to consider is like how much of an impact Lamelo ball is going to have when he's back he's, he's gonna be back like could, uh this week i think maybe early next week yeah next um, week i think yeah so that would mean adding him into the mix of that of that uh hornets team it's honestly been playing a lot better lately as a team they're not winning as much but they're doing fine yeah uh yeah i mean i i maybe i'm being unfair to the pacers guys I mean, I've heard of the Pacers a little bit because they're like my fourth team in this somehow. <laughs> and uh, they did nothing wrong to deserve that. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I just every, – every time with the Pacers, it's like I just don't uh, – I just don't know how much they've got, you know. Yeah. They, they always end up hurt. They always end up with key pieces missing or gone by the time the playoffs come around lately. And it just uh, – it's hard to gauge them as far as like how well they're actually going to do, uh, especially in a short burst like this. I think the problem with the Pacers is – that they're the Pacers, um, yeah, <laughs> and they they just don't have they don't have that guy. Yeah. I mean, Karis Levert's nice; he's an okay player. Sabonis is a good player, 
but you know they don't have that guy that's going to get them over the top and their team is just kind of this mash unit of players and coming and going i think they're going to make the plan for sure but i just don't see them i don't even see them winning a game honestly unless it's against maybe the hornets they can might be able to pull that out man do we think that the bulls or the raptors are going to catch up no 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 bulls are too bulls are too hurt and the raptors don't raptors are fake trying yeah, yeah. Man, they're just <laughs> every time you watch a game, you, you're, you're so right, dude. It literally feels like they're just kind of going through the mo- like they're going through the motions with tough faces on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, like, yeah. like, the the great you know? faces. The only person who's going super hard for them still is Malachi Flynn from oh, Tacoma. Yeah. That yeah, kid's yeah. going off still. Oh yeah. Okay, and he's because he, it's awesome. I love seeing him get the minutes that he's getting. Um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. But yeah, no, they're not. Uh, yeah, I don't think they got it. Watching Pascal Siakam fall apart like he has and just like regress. Oh, like when he's on the floor, he always looks frustrated. Now, it like when, like he and he looks like when the team like he looks like he's making these mistakes and no one on the team's picking him up and he's like looking around like like he has no one to blame but himself. It's just, it's not fun to watch. It's so when sad. you see guys on a deal like that, you want to see him do well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had such a monster year last year, and then for him to kind of come back and have, I mean, I know they're playing and. Or they're playing in Tampa or something like that. Yeah, that so, sucks yeah. too. I forget about that. They're in Tampa the whole I time. I actually forgot about that. I don't know how many of these guys actually a... own homes in Toronto, but like yeah. you're just playing in some random random arena. They're probably either living out of hotels or, you know, the team rented condos for them or something like that. You hope, I hope that's the case. Yeah, I mean, actually, we need to look into that. I yeah, know that. I'm going to say that actually up. makes sense now. Now I think about how their season has regressed. I for, I honestly forgot that they were going into Tampa, that they were playing in Tampa. They've been playing lot in another sports. country the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their their heads <laughs> haven't been right since the start of the season. Damn, that that's sucks. wild. Actually, dang. Okay, yeah. So sorry, Raptors. That's what are the Cavaliers? <laughs> no, I'm scared. <laughs> I bet they're sick watching KPJ go off tonight. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Let's let. I'm sorry. Let's. We got to get into that, guys. We're gonna go right into that. Right into it. Kevin Kevin Porter Jr. from Rainier Beach High School, in Seattle, Washington. Not to brag sure. about that. He, uh, the gentleman dropped 50 tonight. Uh, he had 11 boards. What was yep. 11? 11 assists. 11, 11 assists. assists. My fault. Assists. My fault. I mean, Dorian, as a Rockets fan, like, what, uh, like, what does this mean to you right now? Like, how stoked are you for this? <laughs> um, I think it's great. I think it's amazing. Um, I know the, I know Giannis didn't play. Um, but, you know, just to see, I think he was the one of the four, the fourth player fourth youngest player to do this in the league you know to go off for 50 points it's like lebron twice um i think brandon jennings and one other player. yeah brandon jennings would be that yeah because he dude, brandon player. jennings got 50 like his second game or something yep. right yeah, it was something super early he just like that little dude over 50 off, <laughs> off the rip no I think was a, tonight kpj was efficient as hell too that's that's the one of the greatest part about his stat line he was very efficient yeah, like, and here's what's crazy too is I watched the I haven't watched the full game yet, and I will I definitely will soon. But the I watched the the highlight of just his scoring basically, just like the like a two like three minute thing compilation of it, and he's getting tough shots, but he's doing a lot of it on Drew Holiday, like a lot of it is on Drew Holiday. Some of them he's switching off for sure, like Drew's letting him off, and and he's and KPJ is getting it on whoever switched onto him. But there is a, some tough shots he's hitting on Drew Holiday, like drawing fouls on him that are nuts and still finishing. Like yep. he's yeah. So the fact that it's crazy he got fifty, of course, but to understand it's against Drew Holiday, who amongst the players is like 
almost a consensus like best defensive guard in the league is uh that's that's a hefty that's a hefty thing to do that's the <laughs> thing no, no joke. that's the thing i like about uh scorers that create great for themselves though because it's like we think of them tough shots but those everyday shots for them like kpj was like that in high school granted in high school he was like a, a bigger guard and usc we didn't see it too much and i think it was more because of the system but in the bubble because i watched a lot of bubble because i was paying attention to the uh that g league at night team and so as a result like i started to watch other g league teams and when i was watching the games that he would play it was like he was getting majority of his points just off of like difficult shots him creating shots him doing step backs him doing step to the sides and, and coming off of his dribble things like that like, like that's how he prefers to score so to see him get in that way tonight granted it, it was against one of the better defenders in the league but just like he was at home in the way he was scoring yeah it was all very smooth very yeah. smooth all throughout uh no i think yeah i think him and wood um is a nice little foundation to build Definitely. on. I mean, it's been a it's been a crap year. I think they've won 16 games. Now. I mean, the, I'm pretty sure they've secured the the number one draft spot, or at least the the highest percentage to get that number one pick, or at least keep their pick. Yeah, I would but, think so. You're very close for sure. But, you know, just to see to see that growth in him for the season so far has been been pretty good. Like you said, in the bubble, he dominated. Him and Kevin Martin, uh, yep. Kenny Martin Jr. dominated in the bubble. You know, it's just kind of good to see these young guys and you forget, you know, he's only 20. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy too, considering how you got, like, you got Wood on a real team-friendly deal, like, considering like what he, considering what he's able to do. Yeah. Really solid deal on money-wise. And then KPJ you got for basically nothing. Second rounder? Yeah, not even, not even. It's a yeah. top 55 protect. So it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a second round pick that's never Basically, <laughs> trade him for a washing machine. And, uh, I mean, that's insane. Uh, and yeah, it, uh, uh, Kmart Jr. is definitely, I love watching him just because it's crazy. Cause when I was watching, I'd watch his high school, uh, tapes and stuff, you know, cause he was on, was he on Sierra Canyon? Yep. Yes. He was on those high profile teams. You'd watch him and I'm going, man, he's too short. I know he's got crazy athleticism, but I was like, I don't know, like if he's going to be able to yeah. get away with some of the stuff he's doing, you know, at a higher level. And when I watch him in NBA games, like that athleticism is standing out. <laughs> like he's, it's, it's no joke. Like it, it definitely applies. Well, every, game, I'm, every game from him is a block party. He's blocked yeah. Gobert twice. He's blocked Porzingis. He's, he's blocked Boban. He's blocked the big, the tallest dudes in the league. Yeah. He's I'm, his dad for sure. As far as like, he's a dog. He's like, he, like, he wants that so bad that like, he wants to go block those guys just to prove the point. I'm yeah. going to be honest. I'm very surprised to even see that he's in the league. Cause I had the same like remarks with him in high school. Like, He's very athletic, and a lot of his games, or uh, a lot of his highlights, um, was just filled with him and and posters. But that's just because of like he was playing. He was playing against people who were almost three to four inches smaller than him. But he's also like he's he's very like muscular and his built. So I expected him to get that. And so I was like, when he was coming out of high school, I was like I don't know what college he's going to go to, and I don't know how this is going to fare in the college level when they're putting him in a wing position and he's banging bodies with like those older dudes that can actually absorb that contact. And then to see him not go to college route and go to like the fifth year high school route, it was like, okay, he probably has an idea that like Sierra Canyon didn't really develop him well in his game. So to now see him like his athleticism at least transfer to the league is like, I was wrong uh, the whole time. Like he knew what he possessed and he knew how he was able to use his athleticism to to at least get him like a couple minutes um, to allow him to be on the floor. So that's definitely a testament to just how far you knowing who you are and what your strengths are can take you. 
Yeah, because it's funny you say that because I I thought it was also an issue with his dad, like just kind of where it's like the the kid's not as good as the dad thinks he is type of deal. And I thought <laughs> he was like pushing him to do it, you know, like no no yeah. no, no go to go to the fifth year route. You're not getting the offers you want. No, you'll get better offers. You'll go to the NBA. You're going to the league. Like I thought it was one of those situations a little bit. So I mean, I'm I'm glad to be wrong in that case, 100 percent for sure. Uh, as I'm sure you are too, Greg. I, like, I'd much rather be wrong in those cases. <laughs> make it sure, but yeah. yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, the Rockets—they're not like we'll see how the how this draft goes for them. But I mean, it's not—it's not, it's not uh, totally abysmal. You know what I mean? It's a bad year, but the future's not un, not totally uh, dark by any means. It's, yeah, it's it's a little. It's, there's, there's a there's a sun shining through the clouds a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> it's peeking through. It's peeking through for sure. And KPJ is the 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 face in the sun up there. Yeah. Um, guess of the West as far as the plan for the West goes. Oh, so on. So basically, consensus is we think that the the Hornets will probably sneak one in, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I assume they'll beat the pace, especially if Lamelo starts. If Lamelo is back and is a hundred percent, and it was just his wrist. You know what I mean? His like his legs are fine. If his legs are fine. He can do whatever. Um. So do we think that they get through, and then either Miami or the Wizards, basically, or whoever the? So I think the Wizards are going to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna end up. I think it's gonna end up with the Hawks moving down to yeah. that. Yeah, 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 to that spot, and the Wizards moving in, honestly, and then, and then you know, maybe the Hornets sneak in, or maybe the. I don't think the Pacers do. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh. So yeah, the West basically we are, as as it sits right now, we are uh, we've got Portland at seven, Memphis at eight, uh, the Spurs at nine, and the Warriors at ten. Uh, doubt anyone's no one's catching the Warriors. It's pretty much set. It's really about the six and the seven, even the Lakers at five right now. Uh, just keeping their heads above water, basically. <laughs> like, oh, uh, it's not. Yeah, it's not that fun. It's not going to happen. But I would love for the Lakers to lose out the rest of the season and <laughs> just make them fight for an extra. <laughs> you guys got the easy bubble championship. Now you get to now you get to go through the ringer a little I would bit. Love to see that happen, just so that I have something to talk about. Well, if they drop down to that six, you're talking Clippers Lakers first round. Yep. So. Oh man, oh that'd be so, dude. In the first round, that's that's insane. Uh, so yeah, honestly, the Blazers. We were just talking, talking to the Blazers. Just they seem so discombobulated. Uh, Lillard's had some bad games. We've seen. Uh, I've noticed that Cantor and uh, and Nurkic they kind of been canceling each other out a little bit. Nurkic has been playing a little better recently, but they're pretty much splitting the minutes like fifty fifty for the most part, and then they're not. Uh, they're getting they're in with very similar stats, and neither guy's really standing out. Yeah. Uh, do we? Th- yeah. I, 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 do we think they're going to get through if they're playing the Warriors right now? Um, I, I think they'll make the playoffs. Here, I think. Here's the thing about the Warriors: the Warriors have Curry, and that's it. Yeah. And you know, granted, he's hard to stop and everything like that. But the Blazers have a better team than the Warriors do, and so I think I think they'll make the playoffs. I'd be more worried about them playing Memphis. Honestly, than than the Warriors, just because the Memphis, the Grizzlies can play defense. They got Morant, you know. They got Valanciunas. Can they got JJ back. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Brooks making a Dame get like Dame was talking trash to him like the other night, which is crazy because Dame's not usually about the yeah. anything verbal like that, and he was barking at Dylan Brooks. I don't know what he said to him. <laughs> it was it was something, and it makes sense every time I look at Dylan Brooks. I think he's that guy that he's uh that he's saying something to someone to just uh really get under their skin. I wanted to go back to your question. I want to say that this should be an easy win for Portland. Should this should the standing stay the same? I think that one win over Golden State should be the same for the same reasons why Dorian said they don't have anyone outside of Steph Curry. 
Um, yeah, it's literally even, you can start if you can keep Curry under thirty five. Yeah, thirty exactly. You know? <laughs> like, and I think that for that reason alone, they should be able to win. But this is another one of those instances where like you literally don't know what what they're going to do because they have stunk it up in times where they shouldn't have in in the past. And so like, do they go into a, a play in game? And Steph Curry has a, a monster game, and Draymond Green has one of those games where he has 20 assists and, and 17 rebounds, and they just have no answer for it. And now they're here they are in game two, and they actually have to game plan to, to win a game. If if the game is on the line, or if the series is on the line, and the Warriors already have one game up, I'm not sure that Blazers will be able to get it done. And I may be crazy for thinking that, but because I'm a fan of Dame, just like I'm a fan of Steph, but yeah. I feel like just the story and Golden State advancing there or making it to the playoffs uh, will probably will them more than it will the Blazers. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's a, I do think it's the Blazers advance. But, yeah, it just sucks because you have to stop Curry. And, I mean, the Portland guards are not the best defensive guards. Uh, no, I mean, they'll, they'll throw uh, Norman Powell at him a lot, I'm assuming, uh, to try to stop him. But, I mean, he can only do so much. When Steph's on, he's on. It's really if he decides, like, hey, let's just get this done. You know, like, he, I mean, he understands. He's been playing like it the last few weeks anyway, last few months at this point that he's just – he knows he's on his own. <laughs> like, he knows yeah. he's on his own. He knows he has to be all world for them to even get the 10, yep. to even be there. And uh, he's pretty much done that. I mean, right now, I mean, I assume they'll hold and uh, and be in that top 10 regardless. So the fact that they're even in it like that with a little bit of comfort going into the last uh, last number of games here is huge. I mean, he just has to pull it out of his bag of tricks a little bit and see how it goes. Because, like I said, the Blazers have been off. So if he can, if he can get them, then they can get them. And that's what sucks. I mean, no matter, I mean, no matter how good of a team the Blazers are or how well they bring it together, you're right. Like one through five, outside of the Dame Curry situation, I mean, a lot of the time Blazers are winning those matchups. And uh, but I mean, Steph's just so good. What do you do when a guy can hit ten threes every night? <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> And the way he's getting them, like he's coming off screens, stepping two feet yeah. uh, in front of the half court line and pulling. You have a seven foot center with his hands extended in front of his face, and he's still hitting it. Like, what do you do in that instance? Yeah, you, you, you I mean, you, you can't game. I mean, you can try to game plan it, but if he can, if he can break through, if you try to like press him a little bit, and he can break through it at all, it's over. <laughs> like you've already lost. He either shoots it or he's got a wide open shot for someone yep. else. It's a done deal. Okay, so I just pulled up the Blazers remaining schedule here in the in the Warriors remaining schedule. So the Warriors play the Rockets, Pelicans twice, Thunder twice, and then their last four games, depending on, you know, what's going on with these teams, they play the Jazz, Suns, Pelicans again, and then the Grizzlies. So who knows what the Jazz and the Suns are going to be doing. But, you know, they they can run off six, seven, eight of these games here. Yeah. Okay, okay see that's too guaranteed i mean they're sitting guys like they're they're sitting there young guys. like lou dort is getting yeah. sat like he's lebron right now yeah. and then you, you know, know and he's been playing great don't don't get yeah. me wrong but it's nuts that there's like oh man lou dort phew, gotta cool him off can't let him can't let him ruin this draft position like that's a we're in a wild time yeah, yeah. and then as you far know, as asking for him. and then you got the blazers you know their schedule's kind of rough here you got the nets that's probably a loss. You got the Celtics. That might be a loss. The Hawks. Hawks are scraping. You know, they got the Cavs. Is the Celtics at home or on the road? That's at Boston. They got at Brooklyn, Oof. at Boston, at Atlanta, <laughs> at Cleveland. Oh, they got the road trip going on? Oh, man. 
That's a horrible time for that. Yeah. Horrible and, they, time for and then they come back from Cleveland and play the Lakers, and Spurs, you know, and then they got Jazz, Suns, and Nuggets, you know, all in there. But they, they got one guarantee. You know, they got the Rockets in there. You know, that's a good win. Uh, but you know, I, that's there's this little road trip. I mean, thank goodness they picked up those wins against the Pacers and Grizzlies right yeah. there. But like, they could lose four out of these next five and be in a real rough place here. Yeah, because I mean, it's even worse for them if they're not hosting. Yeah, that's not fun. You know, like they just need to try to keep it above, try to stay, try to stay up there. Because hosting that, hosting that playing game might be the best thing. I mean, that's the best thing you can hope for. Do we think that they're gonna? Do you think there's any chance that they drop below, or, or they jump ahead of either the Lakers or the Mavericks? No, I well, just looking at that schedule. Like, yeah, yeah the schedule yeah, makes it real tough. tough. Just look at this. Look at the Maver- Mavericks schedule to, because if anything, they may be able to catch them, but. I don't know what the rest of the Mavericks schedule look like. So let me look well, here's the thing. The only thing I'm thinking is that it, you'd think that it'd be the Lakers that wouldn't drop, and it might be the Mavericks, but I think it'd be the other way around. I think because the Lakers have been on such a – like, they need LeBron back so bad. Yeah. So bad. They need him. Yeah. Like, it, like, AD is an amazing player, but he's not – he's not LeBron James. That's really all it is. Like, <laughs> he's not LeBron. But that's not a diss to him at all. That's just what it is. And, uh, I mean, Drummond, I, I hate watching that dude play. I mean, it's terrible. It is yeah. weird. It's Man, weird that like terrible. I've never seen somebody like really con the casual <laughs> NBA fan. They're like, oh no, no, he's he's, he's seven feet. Because they he, just he look at those rebounds. Like, oh, they just look at those he numbers. Is he doing that to the casual NBA fan, or is he doing it to a Laker fan? Because those are two different people. You pretty much just say casual two different ways. Just casual, yeah. casual. Yeah, I was about to say they sound like the same type of fan to me, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, so that definitely, uh, yeah, they need LeBron back. Yeah, if they get LeBron back soon, and LeBron would just post, you know, how LeBron will like, like we've never really seen him hurt like this, but like lately he's been posting before AD came back, he posted something like we're back soon, and then AD came back, he didn't come back, and now all of a sudden yeah. he's like posting himself running. You know, run up and down a basketball court, which gives us no indication on like how good he actually is to play an NBA game right now. <laughs> Just being like, "Oh no, I'm good, I'm good." It's like, all right, then show up, man, because yep. we need you. Because they're falling, they're falling fast. Schroeder's doing what he can. <laughs> I mean, right. think about the fact that Dennis Schroeder has to be like the number two right now. <laughs> that is like wild. He, oh, that's not it. An eighty-five yeah. percent AD, maybe, and then Dennis Schroeder at like ninety percent. He's been hurt too, to yeah. <laughs> like ninety, maybe eighty-five from him too. Heck yeah. That's yeah. not the scariest team in the Dallas world. Sure. Might, Dallas might be able to catch, might be able to catch the Lakers. Really, I mean, they're only one game back in the loss column, and you know, Dallas plays the Cavs twice. They play the Raptors. They play the Wolves. They play the Kings. I mean, yeah, Lucas, Lucas doing fine. Porzingis is Porzingis keeps getting hurt. He's. I don't think he's going to be like that ready to go come playoff time. He's not going to be like near a hundred by any means. I don't think. No, he, he left again today. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, dude, when you're seven three and that's skinny, man, like it's like, you got to change. It's hard to avoid injuries like that, you know. Like it's it yeah. sucks. Um, you know, this whole time we've barely mentioned the Grizz and the Spurs, the kind of two forgotten teams in this mix a little bit. I think it's how everyone feels to an extent lately. Is that uh? But I'm I'm so excited to see John Morant and uh, Dejounte Murray go at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Jaw is like the A side to that for sure. <laughs> but I love Dejounte Murray also from Rainier Beach, Denport yep. Juniors High School. They, uh, yeah, and he's. I think that uh, that's gonna be a really fun matchup because Dejounte is gonna try to guard him um, as best he can for sure. Dejounte's a great. He was second team All NBA last year. 
Yeah. Uh, he's a great defender and he, and he gets excited about it. So I'm really excited to see how that goes. I think the Grizzlies win strictly because they have the star power. Jaron Jackson's getting back. He's been sloppy. Like, like he looks rusty as hell, but he at least getting him back in any sort, if he's, you know, keep using percentages, but if he's like 75, 80%, like that's so helpful. Uh, so if you have John, him like really, really working, I think if they end up beating the Spurs. Yeah. I think the, I think just having John Morant, I mean, that dude yeah. is, he's ridiculous. Did you guys see that clip of him doing when he was like, he just came out a couple nights ago. It was just him toying with an entire team. I can't remember. I can't remember who they were playing, but it's him just like getting his crazy board, coming down, breaking somebody, like putting somebody on their ass, yeah. and then like, the Blazers, just, like literally video game. Yeah, it was the Blazers. Yeah, it was the Blazers, which is like kind of showed like, hey, they're like, they're, like they're barely in it right now, basically. Interesting, interesting thing that I just found out while we were talking about the play in. So the Pelicans are three games behind the Warriors. The Pelicans play Minnesota next and then they play the Warriors twice. Ooh. Do Ooh. y'all have any hope of them cracking that 10th spot with this schedule? So the next five games or next four games is Minnesota um at Minnesota, um Golden State twice at home, then they have Philly at Philly and then they have Charlotte at Charlotte. Okay, and then they play the Warriors again at the end of the season. Oh, so yeah, they yeah. got three games it's against weird, the Warriors coming up here. Such a weird thing. this COVID schedule. Uh, I mean, if yeah. if they can, they have to win those two Warriors games. Yeah. If they don't yeah. win those two Warriors games, it's a wrap. The Pelicans—they just have a knack for blowing like mm-hmm. late game leads. They just don't want to win games sometimes. It's yep. weird, and, and we harped on it last week, but like the it just keeps getting worse. The floor spacing and everything on that team is just like and like Steve Van Gundy ignores it. Like I saw an interview where. Someone called out the fact that like their defensive ratings up, but their offensive like rating is like the worst in the league. And they're and he's like, Oh yeah, you know, we're you know, we're making the adjustments we want to make kind of stuff. And it's like, well, <laughs> like, you know, that's <laughs> like you're apparently it's not enough, man. Like, yeah. Brandon Brandon Ingram has like the least uh has like the worst floor spacing numbers like in the league. Like like bottom, bottom five. <laughs> like it's it's insane. Considering the numbers he's been able to put up, it's insane that he yeah. is that he gets like no room to work with. Somebody was saying if you gave him the same room that, like, you know, uh, like if you gave him like Steph's room, if you gave him anyone that's coming off screens in the natural, the normal NBA and how the game's played now on offense, that kind of spacing, he would be a monster on top of what he is now. That's why it just made no sense for that Reddit trade, honestly. Like, yeah, like, that was definitely an off the co- off the court thing. You know yeah. what I mean? You could tell they need that. They needed that shooting really bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So I think that. Uh, do we think the Grizzlies are coming through on that one? Do you think the Spurs have a shot? I mean, I think DeRozan could just like, you know, be average like he does. I don't know. Like, I, I think that's what it is. We keep talking about like you need a guy, and DeRozan just has never been that dude. And I just yeah. don't see him being clutch. I mean, he could go off again. Any of these, that's what's making this interesting. Is any of these guys could go off in one game. You know, if uh, Dame goes off, uh, Jaw, like Curry, uh, whoever on the Spurs wants to try to go off. You know, like Rudy Gay decides to get hot. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which is wild. Like the fact that Rudy Gay is like their six man is like, you're like, hey, we need Rudy Gay to give us a clean fifteen, <laughs> seventeen a game, like, or we're not gonna win. That's that's not the fact they're in the playoff conversation is wild. Yeah, uh, shout out to Greg Popovich for that one. That makes no sense to me, but he's got uh, Bryn. Oh, man, I got I got Spurs in that series with those two, and I love Ja, and I, I love the Grizzlies, but I, I go with experience. I go with coaching. Um. And I think they have a more balanced roster than the Grizzlies does. Even with like we were talking about Rudy Gay being a six man, like 
even having him being a six man and contributing like that off the bench for him to be such a veteran player that he is and someone who knows how to score and someone that's even not even required, like his usage is not high from off the bench. No, I think that, that that does a lot for them playing against a younger team like the Grizzlies. It's so crazy. You think of like you when you think of the Spurs, you're like, oh man, they're this they're this veteran team where you know they've got the you know these 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 veterans that are just really good and everything. But then you like look at their roster and you're like, okay, there's Lonnie Walker, there's Derek White, there's Devin Vassell, there's Dejounte Murray, there's you know Kelton Johnson, all these young dudes that are like 23, 24, yeah. 25. You know, and then it's just here's Patty Mills and Sprinkle. Yeah. Patty Mills is like one of the most savvy vet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Patty Mills, the fact he's he's been on that roster a long time now. Yeah, it had to be a the longest for sure. Yeah, which is weird to think about because such a team, their team with so much longevity like that. We'll do okay. So it seems like we have this pretty much. We have this pretty much figured out. We think Blazers. Um, do we think Blazers? Do we think Warriors? I really am not sure what we came to on that. As far I'm as a that. I'm a Blazers and Grizzlies getting it. Yeah, myself. yeah, I think so too. I think Just so too. I think it's, I think it's all agreed upon the fact that we think that's the case. But if the war or if Steph goes off, Steph goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely. What are you supposed to do? Um, right on. Yo, so question. So we're talking about the Wizards and how well they have been, uh, how well they've been playing lately, and how well Western's been playing. It brought up the question, kind of around the league, around the internet, basically. Like, has Westbrook been a top three point guard this season? What's a what's a point guard? Is this the the lead ball handler? Is this the... yes? Because I was gonna ask because there's like a Luca in there. You know what I mean? Like people have I've heard him dro- get his name dropped in there like that. And we're talking there's Harden as well. I think Harden's a, in there, and a, then I mean you could even put Braun in there at that point, right? So it's like yeah. I mean it, it depends if we want to keep it more traditional point guards. Um. That's one thing, but yeah, I mean, if you add in guys like Luca and Braun, and the, the reason why we can add those guys is because they're that good. Yeah, so that makes it kind of tough. You know, they're kind of playing out of position because they're that good. Um, so but, you know, I don't know if that goes against them on this one. So let's let's do both ways here. Let's think if we're doing it with, uh, with the non-traditional guys and with the more traditional point guards. Let's go traditional first. Um, obviously Steph's in there. Steph's number one right now uh Kyrie's around there for sure so we got Lillard Curry Westbrook yeah, Lillard Kyrie Paul. CP3 and probably Morant you know those was that six those top six point guards that I think yeah I mean you could harden Kyrie is I think interchangeable honestly um because it seems yeah. like since since Harden's been in Brooklyn he's been more of I guess the point guard sass facilitator and Kyrie's been more, more off ball. It seems like. Well, that's what's crazy is that lately, especially lately, it Kyrie's been playing the natural point guard role because Harden's Harden's been out. out. Yeah. So it's so you're right. They do cancel each other out to an extent in that. I mean, Harden's play when he was playing and he wasn't hurt. Harden was you know was in the MVP talks early at one point. Considering he got there probably through the season, the fact that he like like put himself in the middle of that race is wild. But um, yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, I think that those guys can't each other. I think you got to put, I think Lillard was there, and I think Lillard now because he's faltered a little bit at the end of the year. I think Chris Paul's kind of taken that spot from him. You know, wherever he is on the ranking, I have to think Chris Paul's above him at the moment, especially after what we saw him do the other night, um, York. closing games out like he is. I mean, it's they look good. The Suns look really good. Yeah, they're hey. fun to watch. Yeah, I, I think mean, for me. 
I'm always gonna be biased um, for my hometown people. Um, but even just when it comes to the position of point guard, like I always think of when when I and granted the the conversations around point guard has changed and developed over the years. But just for me, when I think of traditional point guards, I think of the ball handler, I think of the floor general, I think of the second coach or the extended coach or the coach actually on the floor, I should say. Um, and I think of someone who just makes the team better, like not the actual team like itself, like playing games, but I think the people around them. I think for that reason, I have Rust in my top three at the moment. I definitely have uh, Steph and I have CP3. And then I have Rust in there as well. Um, the rankings, I don't know right now what it is, but that's definitely my type three. Not to give any slight to, to Kyrie, one of my favorite uh, guards in the league right now, one of my favorite point guards in the league right now. Um, but he's also, he's missed games. Um, but even with him missing games, he's still one of the best guards in the league, period. But I think when I think about uh, that leader, when I think about the person who makes everyone is around them better, um, I think Russ does it at a top three level um, above everybody else in the league. No, I think you're, I think you're right there. I think, you know, when we're talking just the point guards, I think it's four, you know, with CP3, Lillard, Curry, and Westbrook. Um, and it's so hard to kind of, based on the seasons that they're having this year, um, arrange these dudes. But for myself, I'd probably have to go CP3, one, Westbrook, two, and then Lillard, three, personally. I mean, Chris Paul, I mean, Considering the situation he's in and what he was in last year and everything, I, I mean, I feel like I have to give it to him. He's been the best point guard in the league right now, especially yeah. where they're like where the team's at. Especially, he's been a monster. Uh, the fact like he's closing games is nuts. You know, it's one thing for him to be at his age and doing what he's doing and making the team better. It's another for him to be like a straight dog and finishing still without any hesitation. I mean, this dude um, turns thirty six next week. Thirty six. He turns thirty six yeah, next week. So like in his in his fifth in his fifteenth season, you know, and he's 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 pretty much the leader of this Phoenix Suns this Phoenix yeah. Suns team. I mean, yeah, so I, so I think I think I go Paul and then Curry and then Westbrook, only because Curry's been on his own. Westbrook's had Beal as his as a support system there. Um, I mean, but Russ has been. I mean, talk about making a team better. I mean, you're getting triple doubles like he is, and if they're winning, you know, if they're competitive and they're winning, like I said, it's such a weird wind you know like wind yeah. motion with westbrook and how the world feels about him i mean i hate him i hate on him a lot because he's a former thunder player for the most part and you have to respect <laughs> what he's doing um 100 you have to like you don't get stats like he gets without being a, an amazing player and the fact that all his teammates love him i think that's the funniest thing about it that's something i'd never like how much i go at him i would never say that like he's a problem guy you know <laughs> like as a teammate uh or anything like that like everyone loves him uh and they love having him there so I think I think Dame gets pushed out for me. I think Dame gets pushed out, and I love Dame. I I ride for Dame all the time. But that's yeah. I think because Curry's been alone in the run he's been on scoring wise, I'll give it to him because he's had to carry them like that. But it's close. Yeah, uh, I, I think, do think. But I do think Chris Paul's number one just because of where they're at right now. Yep. I think if you give uh, Steph Clay this year, I think that we think more deeply um, about just who we're including, whether him or Dame. Um, but I think it's just amplified because we know he's literally out there with no one. Like we, we we've seen the gifts, we've seen the videos of this with man. his all star with his all star teammate. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Every time I say like he's playing with an all star right now, it's like I guess, man. Like, 
you know, like, like you know, yeah. like no hate on Draymond, but come on, I guess, and you can't tell me that that's a that's like a crutch for Curry. He's got all stars. Uh, I mean, he, I mean, he also had David Lee on there at one point too. Remember that? Because yep. <laughs> the same thing about David Lee, you know, <laughs> and it wouldn't it wouldn't would have meant about the same. And let me be fully transparent before we do move on, because I yeah. in the beginning of the season, I was scared. I thought that I remember making a post in SSAW, like, I hope this is not how the Brody is going out. I hope this is not the demise of his career. Because in the beginning of the season, it looked it looked scary. It looked like it that was yeah, it, it looked bad. like that was just the end of Russ as we knew him. It they looked like losing, a steal of a trade yeah, for the Rockets. Yes. We they were losing <laughs> so many bad games and in, in horrible fashions. He had terrible stat lines, and then he sat out for a little while because of injury, and he came back a completely different person. He cut his hair off, he cut the braids off, and he came back the old Russ that we normally be. And as a result, they are in contention to make that play-in game. So that speaks volume to who he is as a point guard as well. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, it, it looks so rough early on. I mean, they're losing, like, Bradley Beal's just, like, on the side, like, almost in tears, it seems like. <laughs> like, he's so out of it, and <laughs> Westbrook's like throwing, like taking bad shots, like like hustle for the rebound. It's going off his leg or something yeah. wild, and he's looking around like that confused face, like what's going on? It's like that's never good. If he's in that mode of looking around, like what? Like that's not it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're in for a rough time. <laughs> but yeah, to see, yeah, but I mean, if they uh, they're clicking, you know, it's all about how it ends, you know, like when it comes to a season like this. So, I mean, they're clicking. Like I said, I'm as I go at him all the time. I go, oh, Westbrook, whatever, man. It's like he's no, he's he's been playing out of his mind. It's crazy um, to see that out of that three re- that three team trade between the Bulls, Orlando, and Washington, that the Bulls is the only team that did not immediately <laughs> improve from that trade. Yeah. No, they didn't. <laughs> that's no, they that's didn't, weird. <laughs> yeah, the Bulls are they just got struck with injuries though. Them. That was their problem, I think. You know, you got Vooch going out, you got Levine going out. So that was their big issue. Yeah, if they don't have Levine working, that's there's not much going on there yep. beyond that right now. Uh-huh. That's tough. Yeah, hey, real quick, I do want to touch on real quick though, since we were talking about this, is the Knicks and just how uh, how fun they are. I love watching the Knicks play this point. Watching Julius Randle go at people is watching him and Zion go at it the other day was awesome. Watching those guys just basically yeah. try to body each other out of the paint and just try to catch each other off the dribble. Uh, I mean that's intimidating. Like I would not want to help out on that at all if I were on the court with those guys. Yeah, suck. Uh, I'm not trying to take that charge. You know, <laughs> get a big no, Knicks are it. Knicks are fun again. I mean, it is that's what it is. The Knicks are fun, and also too, it's got like New York fans and stuff. New York and Brooklyn fans chirping at each other a lot now. You know, because now the Knicks have something they can. Because before it was like, oh man, you know, like oh we signed all these guys. We got Durant. We got Irving. You know what I mean? Like yep. this season's gonna be crazy. Oh man, we got Harden, and then meanwhile the Knicks have just been cooking. And it's like, hey, we're right here, you know? Like we're we're behind, we're right here in the playoffs with you. Uh, seeing all, yeah, seeing those fans go at it, especially like on Twitter and stuff, has been hilarious to watch. I will say uh, to see the current state of New York basketball kind of pisses me off as someone who just moved back from New York uh, a year ago because really, those three years <laughs> that I lived in New York from two thousand January two thousand seventeen uh, to twenty twenty. It was terrible Gosh. basketball. I used because I, I used to live in Queens. So what I used to do on nights that both teams played is when a game started, I would hop on a train and it'd be like a, a forty minute uh, train ride uh, into Manhattan. And whichever team was losing, I would literally just go on StubHub and and buy tickets and would get there at the end or the mid first quarter and would have cheap tickets and nice seats. 
Uh, I don't think that I don't think that that's the way yeah. it's going down this year. No, man, don't, no, don't see money signs now, man. No, yeah. Nothing's cheap now, dude. No way. That's the worst part about it is that James Dolan's like happy. Yeah. Right now. Yep. You know, somewhere Charles Oakley is just like just falling yeah. his fist up, pissed, man. That was the finals, dude. When I saw that, that was crazy. And I'm, I'm obviously I'm not a New York fan by any means, but it's like. If I was a hardcore Knicks fan, that's, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you don't, like, make sure that guy gets, like, you yep. sell the team, dude. <laughs> like, you don't kick Charles up at you. Those poor security guards. He's oh, just, like, you can see the fear in their faces because they know, like, they know straight up. They're talking. You can, you can see how gentle they're trying to be because they know full well that they are doing something ridiculous yeah. and that he could easily destroy them. Yep. Yep. Easily. Like, just Even- pulled cock and those dudes and there's nothing they can do about it aside from that is like you working for the knicks you know that that's morally wrong like yeah if, if you're working for the yeah. knicks you're probably a fan of the knicks and so you know what this man means to that franchise like damn i gotta be the person to carry this out damn all these cameras are on me so now my family gonna see this and now my yeah, parents are gonna dude. see this like see, yeah man if you, if you grew up a knicks fan your parents are at home like you uh-huh. kicked oh god you kicked oh god yep. msg you yep. piece of shit and you have to do that because this oh, idiot god, made you do it oh Man, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, James Dolan, man. Sell the team, dude. Yes. Sell the team. Move them to uh, Seattle. It's fine. Take them here. <laughs> we'll take them. Figure out. We're changing to the Sonics, though. You can keep the next name, whatever you want to do. But uh, Julius Randle would look great in Sonics, uh, Sonics uh, green and gold. So Yeah, I know the Knicks are rooting for the Hawks to stay in that fifth spot. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, they are. They don't want to see. That's the thing is that when push comes to shove, a team against the wall that has experience like the Celtics and Heat do, you don't want that problem. No. Like, you really don't. Like, you don't want them to sneak up and, and get in that five seed nope. and understand that you don't have the experience as, uh, in New York. You don't want that problem. Um, uh, the last thing you want to do is see an experienced Celtics team who's had, you know, either made it to the, the conference finals or been uh, a, a block away from making it from the conference finals. They have, you know, those late games and those situational uh, experiences that can propel them to win one game or two games. And you talk about having the guy. I mean, they have Tatum and Brown who can both get 30 yeah. on the same night if they want to. At this point, that's how it's become. Brown has elevated himself to that point now where he can go do that if he feels like it. It's really about if he's if they're, like, running anything for him. You know what I mean? Like at this point, that's that's how it feels. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Eight. Hey, also, something that's actually looking at the net at the top of the East above New York here. The big three: Harden, Durant, and uh, and Kyrie. At this point, they've only played seven games together, and they probably won't play another all three until the playoffs start. Do we think that's going to genuinely affect them when it comes down to it? Like, do we think you know whoever comes out as the eight is going to be a problem, or do we think that's going to hurt them as it gets a little deeper? Uh, I don't really care about their chemistry. Uh, I'm more so concerned about their injuries than their chemistry. The seven games that they played together, they looked amazing. Uh, they figured it out real quick how to gel and play together. Um, I think Durant is their best defensive player when he needs to be. Uh, but I think they figured out real quickly and early that you know Harden needs to run the offense. Kyrie is going to work off of them and Durant is just kind of, he's going to fit in, you know, he's going to, yeah, Durant's just going to slither around and hit anything. <laughs> it's in his hands. Yeah, you don't have to run plays for him. He's just going to be, you know, the guy over there, you know, you throw Joe Harris out there and, and you know, always a good idea. And you know, what are you going to do? And then you got Harden running the second unit with the scrubs 
the scrubs scary. out there. Yeah. Mike James is out there. Mike, Mike James is out there. Have you guys seen that scoop? Yes. We said it last week, but I yes. watched more highlights of it yes. this week. It's crazy, he's and it's bucket. cool watching him play because he's walked on the floor and he's been he's been solid. Exactly. You know, like he's, he's, like, he's yeah. All you yeah, have to do is score. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all you have to do is score, and then yeah, sure, all right, yeah. <laughs> been been doing that, man. Not a problem for me. Uh, I mean, what an embarrassing shot to have hit on you. Yeah. A, fi- a finger roll, like scoop from like a legit oh seventeen God. to twenty feet away. Stupid man, and I, he makes it look real easy. Like it yep. looks like it, it's it's a shot he has down, which is. Oh, I love! It. I need him to do that in the playoffs. I need him to be on the roster. Get get him some clutch minutes for some reason. I would love it. Yeah, if Mike yeah. James. I would have no problem. If Brooklyn wins a title because Mike James played heavy minutes. <laughs> I, I would celebrate. That what what greater sure. story? Yep. Yeah. Oh. Even to think it back off what uh, Dorian said, that's the same thing with me. Like I don't care too much about chemistry. I think that if there is anything like wrong with their chemistry, I think they'll figure it out in the second half. Like whatever team they play against they may have that one game that may sneak away from them. And then they'd be like, okay, this is, we, we finally had some type of adversity and now we know what to build upon to make the role easier as they go through the rest of the conference. Maybe the, the finals or maybe the, the conference finals would be a little different for them. But the same thing with me is I, I think it's, it's more about injury. Like I want to see them healthy. I want to see all three play. Even if all yeah. three don't play like in that first round, in the second round, the later rounds, I want to see them all three playing together because that if they really want to win a title. I don't think they need all three to win a title. I think they can win it with two of them, but I think that just make their chances that much greater with all three of them um, to win that title. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I'll, I'll be the third person to agree on that one. Yeah. I definitely think the chemistry does not matter with these guys because they're that new age group of dudes who just, they just know how to play together. They've been playing together in the off seasons for years. They know, because there's games, they watch tape on each other. You know what I mean? Uh, just uh, whether it's for their team or just to get better, you know that they, they work out together. The chemistry—that's already good. You know, the chemistry's fine. Yeah. What I was worried about when they got together was shot selection. Were guys gonna? Were they gonna gel like that 100? Yeah. percent And what we saw in those seven games—that yes, they can. And they've—I've oh, seen interviews where they've talked about when it comes down to the final shot. You know, say it gets to—that's the one thing we haven't seen and we can't prepare them for is when it comes down to a big shot needs to be made in one of these close games in the you know game five six seven can't who's going to take that shot and they've all kind of said that kd first of all is probably going to be that guy but also that all of them understand that it depends on the matchups and who they oh, basically they all understand that all three of them could be that guy yeah. it just depends on the night who's who's hot whatever so that they're already talking like that oh it doesn't matter you know what i mean like you know they're good so I, yeah like you said i just want them to be healthy if they're healthy then everything's cool that's how i feel with everybody obviously but I mean, and honestly, too, Philadelphia is going to be a if they're healthy, they're going to be a hard team to beat just because they play such an incredible team game one through five. A lot of the time it's going to be that'll be interesting. I mean, I hope it comes down to those two teams um, for the in the conference finals. I think it will be. But I yeah, I would love to watch that because that's going to be an insane series uh, yeah. if it does end up that way. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if with the Nets, whoever they play, um if they play, you know, the Hornets or the Pacers or maybe even the Wizards, um, you know, the, even if they don't have all three of them together in that first, whatever that first round matchup is. Yeah, whoever it is, really. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I don't see that. I don't see them needing all three. Um, I think they need all three in the next round, whether yeah. that's, you know, against a Milwaukee or a Miami or Boston or something like that. That's when they would, that's when they really need it. You know, that's first round. 
the next couple weeks in the first round is just, you know, them getting healthy, you know, because forget they have Blake Griffin. And, you know, as, as, yeah. as and they have Lamarcus Aldridge too, which is wild. <laughs> the fact uh-huh. that he was on their team like a couple weeks ago too is crazy. Yeah, and, uh, and also, you know who I love watching on Brooklyn is uh, I was I just want to say Bruce. It's not Bruce. It's Bruce Brown. Bruce Bowen. Uh, it's Bruce Brown. Yep. Bruce, Bruce Brown. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I love watching that kid play. Yeah. It's so much like so much fun because he uh, yeah, he just does all the little things, and it's great when you have a guy that understands that role so quickly. Uh, I mean, that's why guys like him stay in the league. The moment they accept a role and they decide to excel in that. Uh, there's always a roster spot for a dude like him. And that's what's great. I really enjoy that about the Nets. For a team that people act like it's just a big super team, they have guys that understand roles. Yep. Joe Harris is one of the best role players in the league for what he does. Yep. Um, and, he, and, he, and he definitely scraps on defense. He's one of the best shooters, but he definitely scraps on defense. He's out there. It's not like he's just taking days off like Redick does from time to time, you know, like those quality shooters. Sometimes those guys kind of take breaks. Jeff uh, Green he does in it. a lot of years of his career. Look what he's cool. doing. Jeff Green. Jeff Green I is mean, catching bodies. Are y'all seeing this? Yeah. Jeff Green is catching bodies he every bounce. week. He did. He did the same bounces. Like it's 2009 again. It's every insane. week he's catching bodies. And I'm just like, bro, what is going on? Dude, I know. Like, what are you eating, dude? Like, how are you pulling this off? Still? It's that damn Tony. Like, Katie's that not Dan doing Tony Like, Katie doesn't offense. need to do that. But Katie's looking at him like, man, what the hell? Like, yeah. Like, you're older than me, too. Because Jeff Green played a few years in college, too. Uh-huh. Before, before he got in the league. So he's yeah. older. Uh, yeah, watch him do what he's doing. So, yeah, they have a lot of guys that understand. DeAndre Jordan, too, has been great because he's been on and off with the playing time. And he is not, uh, you know, it's not like he's complaining at all. There's a time yeah. where he's completely sat and they, he hasn't said a word. Yeah. Same with Blake Griffin, too. Blake Griffin's not always getting big minutes right now, but they're, they're all understanding hey, guys, just sit tight, do what we do, and that's an easy title. Like, we're there. So, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's scary that a team like Brooklyn is that locked in as far as. How do I put this? They're locked into the point where they just know they know the end game and they're all extremely focused on it. Like there's no outside as, as as loud as it can get outside for a team like Brooklyn and the players they have. Like they seem like they're really content. Steve Nash has them like very, you know, I don't know. They're very together right now, which is wild considering the injuries and stuff. Man. Oh, dude, I'm so I love playoff basketball so much. Yeah, so much. I'm so excited. It's going to be a great summer. They actually something about the uh they, do we think the Jazz did the Jazz even get to the conference finals? No. Uh, I think and actually in with that question, basically the top two seeds, those are two of the, the two teams that I think everyone's a little unsure about. Phoenix because of the lack of um the lack of experience really outside of Chris Paul and like Jay Crowder, and then the Jazz is because the Jazz is the Jazz. Right? Uh, I I wish I could have said that more eloquently, but that's what that is. Honestly, so. I understand because I, I just said no with no basis. I just uh, said, yeah, I just no. said no. <laughs> no. Do, we, do we think that either one of those teams can come out? Like, do we think that they have a legit shot to make the conference finals with an actually advanced through? Oh, um, I think one of them does. I don't, I couldn't tell you which one. Uh. <laughs> to me, it's Phoenix. I think Phoenix is going to do it, man. I I don't I'm like and. I'm not always the biggest Chris Paul fan, you know, like in the lot, like years ago, you know, when he was on the Clippers, I was like, I'd, sometimes I'd be rolling my eyes at him. Like <laughs> it's not everything is everyone else's fault, Chris. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, you're just pointing fingers at everybody. Yeah. That whole group just didn't seem like they were having fun. But uh, yeah, with him and Booker, like Booker, I've heard people say they're not sure about if he's ready for the lights yet. Oh, he and is. Booker, I could not be more like he's good to go. Yeah. You can't he's, score 70 in yeah. a game. <laughs> like, he cannot be ready to go. He's been ready. He's, yeah, he's, he's itching. 
I think yeah, in those earlier years, I think it was like a question about efficiency. I think he's going to blow but up yeah. kind of like now. Uh, it's just like he's, like he's ready to go. Murray did last year in the bubble. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, th- I think he's that guy. And, and here's the thing. Remember, he went off in the bubble, too. Mm-hmm. They went 8-0, yeah. no, and they just didn't make the playoffs. So yeah. It didn't matter. But he went off. He did yeah. his thing, too, before he had Chris Paul. The fact that he has that anchor behind him and understanding that he doesn't – he can be the guy, but also he doesn't have to do it every single yeah, night. He doesn't worry the first time. He doesn't have to worry that if he's not the you know number one player on the floor that they lose. Yeah. Um, you can yeah he's a little more comfort in that. But yeah, I think the Suns can actually come out mostly because as we saw with the Clippers who are a little banged up, the Nuggets are banged up after losing Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron's out still. Porzingis is out. The Blazers are kind of in disarray. Everyone's hurt. You know, like like it seems like no one's no one's really at hundred percent in the West, even if they're like winning some games. Mm-hmm. And the Jazz above them too. The Jazz have been struggling with injuries too. So like when we watch them play the Clippers. And without Kawhi and Pat Bev, but they definitely they look really really smooth yeah. together. They look like they are clicking on all cylinders. The only team in the Western now is clicking on all cylinders. It seems like I think I think what they the X factor for them is going to be Aiden. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. If they want to get to the to the finals, he's going to have to be he's going to have to be that dog that's going to come out and get you know sixteen and 14 rebounds a night and get a couple blocks and he's catching lobs from Chris Paul and just running pick and roll and not worrying about his 17 foot jumpers, but just doing all the work that's going to, you know, body go bear body, body, Anthony Davis body, you know, yeah, Yo- Jokic. Drummond. Uh, yeah, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think he's going to be the X factor as far as like he, I mean, Chris Paul and Devin Booker will get them through the first two rounds. I think that they're just going to need that dog of of Aiden to really get them over the edge. And if he can, Chris Paul can pull that out of them. I think they can get to the get to the finals. Yep, I definitely agree. I think that if anybody can will a team, um, it's him. Granted, you know, taking away his history in the playoffs, um, we can't ignore what he did last season. I understand it was in a controlled environment with a with a very young team, but I think just them just being as competitive as they were and them making the noise that they made with a team that should have been should have had the number one pick, um, in a draft this past season. So bad, yeah. The Thunder last year should have been so incredibly mm-hmm. bad. You can't ignore and that. yeah, it's insane. The roster that he took and think about it this year. Think about how bad they are this year and what they lost. They lost Chris Paul. But they also lost like Stephen Adams. You know, like so, like they're they're much worse this year, and we see how bad they are. Like it's insane to think that he had almost that same group, like some of those key guys, playing like really competing in the playoffs. It's uh, it's, it's insane. Be, yep. <laughs> it's, I do agree. I was trying to yeah. think like it does either of these teams make it. I was kind of leaning towards the Jazz, but after talking it through, I do think if any one of those teams were to make it to the conference finals, it, it, it's that team. It's the it's the Suns. Yeah, Doran, you're 100 percent right about Aiden. That's that's been what I've been thinking about with that team. Is that if he yeah, he needs to. He needs to. I mean, think about the matchups. You were saying like it's like Gobert, Zubach, uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the Clippers. You got AD. Yeah, Jokic, AD, Drummond. There's bodies. You know, like the. I mean, with the Mavericks, they don't really, they don't really scare you. Then I mean, Porzingis is big, but he's not gonna have to worry about that so much. Yeah. Uh, Nurkic and Cantor, uh, Valanciunas. Yeah, you go down the list. Potal from uh, the Spurs has been killing it defensively. Yeah, there's bodies. Uh, there's big. The Warriors, Draymond Green. Um. Ugh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the last one didn't really hit the same, but uh, but yeah, I, I think the Suns could actually do it only because I think Chris Paul has them laser focused right now. I think they could really they could really pull it off, and I'd love to see it. 
I mean, imagine watching the Suns versus like the, the Suns versus like the Nets or the Sixers in the finals. Oh man, Harden and CP3. Man. Bring oh bad, yeah, just watching them back and forth. <laughs> that could be interesting. Watching the shooting battle between <laughs> Ben Simmons and uh, and uh, Devin Booker. I mean, my goodness, you know, the jump shots would just be raining down from one side of that court. Um, hey, so pretty much, hey guys, who do we think is going to come out for our, like, do we need finals predictions? Oh, finals predictions. Um, I'll go ahead and go first here. Um, are you talking one from the West and one from the East sort of thing? Let's or? pick conference finals, right? Conference finals, West and East. Okay. West and West. Um, and, uh, whichever way you like to go first. And then the finals. All right. Um, I think the East is easy. Um, I think it's going to come down to Brooklyn and Philadelphia in the East Finals there. Uh, and then in the West, I got, I mean, kind of talked me into the Suns, honestly, here. Um, that was my plan. That was my plan coming into this, 100%. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be Phoenix and Lakers. Somehow, um, one of them's going to be in the West Finals. going to be in the West Finals. I think it's going to be Phoenix and, Phoenix and the Lakers. And, you know, I just think it's going to be end up, you know, Nets and Lakers. Yeah, I think that could be it. Uh, Greg, what are we thinking? I'm going on the East. I'm going Brooklyn and Milwaukee. I got Brooklyn coming out. Possibly a gentleman's sweep, but that series uh, may go six games. Um, no, we're still here. Um, I just... As I said before, Adams don't have that much faith in Doc Rivers. Um, if Philadelphia does make it out, then good for them. Um, but I have Brooklyn and Milwaukee in the conference finals. In the West, it's kind of hard because I don't know how this season is exactly going to end up. So I don't know who's going to play who in which round. Yeah, um, yeah. I would love to finally see that LA matchup in the West Conference Finals. I do, despite me being a Laker hater, I do still think that a healthy Laker squad is the team to beat right now. It's because of I'm not going to go against LeBron James. Um, but I also got to take into account that AD is still getting into the swing of things. I don't understand. I don't know how he will be in those late playoffs rounds, like whether he will be 100%, whether he will be 100% healthy and in shape and how they implement him in that game plan. But I do take into account, you know, what Dennis Schroeder has been doing. I do take into account what the role players have been doing. Um, I would hope that Kyle Kuzma shows up for them. Um, I think that they will be the team to beat uh, going into there. But I also like the Clippers. Um, me just being a homer. I think the Clippers over, well, since All-Star break has been playing some of their best basketball. And I think that it's, it's flown under the radar. But defensively, they've been clicking. Um I think Zubak has played well in that post on, on defense, but also think on offense they've they've done extremely well. One of my my biggest pet peeves for the Clippers have been where there there's been games to where you know Paul George will will heat up and have a great a great game, and then it comes down to a close situation and the ball may be in Kawhi hands and, and Kawhi makes a terrible decision um, trying to you know end a game or be the hero to end a game. I think that. Now they're finally gelling, and and when one of them is going off, the other one is taking a step back, and the whole team is around them. So I don't know who comes out of that, but that's who I want to see in that Western Conference Finals. Overall, as of right now, I do have the Nets uh, winning it all. Nets winning it. Okay, yeah, I I think that uh, for my prediction here, I'm going to go – 
I'm gonna go Nets and Sixers. I mean, the Bucks are right. I mean, Giannis is right there. I mean, the, I honestly think too like the Knicks will the Knicks will win a series or two. I think they'll scare some people for sure. Um, yeah, I think it's Nets and Sixers, and I think the Nets come out of that. Assuming health, you know, assuming health, like you said, at least if they have two of the three guys, I think they get there. Um, like we kind of stated before, I think that's all it would take, honestly. Uh, and that's no knock on the Sixers. I just think that the Nets guys are that good. Um, I I have Phoenix coming out uh, on on one on one part of the Western Conference Finals, and then I'll. Here's the thing: if if Brown is healthy, like you said, if Brown is healthy, that is the rule: is that if it's if you're a smart basketball fan, LeBron James is healthy, and the playoffs are there. If you don't think he's going to get to the finals, you're probably wrong. Uh, we have a decade plus of that. We keep seeing it, and he keeps doing it. So if he's if he's healthy, if he's eighty percent, eighty percent, even seventy five, and uh, an AD can get up to 85, 90 midway through the playoffs, I think they get to get there. If not, it's the Clippers. It's either way. One of the LA teams will meet Phoenix there, and uh, I'm going to go. I want to see Phoenix come out, man. I really do. I, I they're a fun team to watch. I really enjoy. I love McCall Bridges. He's great. Cam Johnson, who everyone said was going to be horrible. Is really he's a like he you watch him yeah. play he does a, li- a lot of little things he makes great passes he plays re- he plays honestly really solid defense for a guy that was supposed to have really like just you know like plodding feet you know yeah. like, like he couldn't run <laughs> like he sure plays really good d considering so um yeah i think that and then i think that brooklyn if they're healthy brooklyn brooklyn wins i don't know how they lose yeah. right um yeah i think that that's i think that pretty much sums it up so dorian what who do you have so what is your give your last just so we have it on film here. Your finals predictions. Um, I got Lakers and Nets. Lakers and Nets. And who do you think's winning? Uh, I, got, I got to go with the Nets, uh, unfortunately. And hopefully Harden <laughs> can get a ring and you know then come back to Houston. Um, Wouldn't that be nice? The strip clubs will call him and they'll be like, "I'll come back to Houston. I'm back. I'm back, guys. You didn't forget about me. I'm here." Uh, and Greg, just so we have it on uh, on film here, what is the uh, just the final prediction. I got the Nets winning it all, uh, playing against one of the LA teams. Who right now I don't know because I don't know when LeBron is coming back. Uh, but I do have the two LA teams finally meeting in the conference finals. Yeah, I think I'm gonna uh, just for the fun of it because you guys both said Brooklyn uh, to win the finals because I have Brooklyn there. I'm gonna pick Phoenix. I want to see Phoenix win this oh. whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah, Boy. I want to see it. See him try it. I mean, why not, right? Because honestly, they'll be the underdog no matter what. No matter who they play in the, in the West, there's it's going to be the inexperienced. Chris Paul can't get there, and the Suns aren't ready, and all this stuff. And uh, like we said, if DeAndre Ayton can can get there, then they're fine. Yeah, like, they'll, they'll do well. They, I'm not saying they can do everything, but they'll at least do well with him there. So that's a, that's a bold prediction, my friend. It is. It's it's one of the bolder predictions. Some would say borderline ignorant prediction. <laughs> no, but hey, if there's a player I'm to... into it, dude. Like I said, I'm a wild card, guys. At this point, you know, I have no affiliations. I have nothing pulling me in any direction. I can free flow around that and enjoy sense. who I like. It's freeing, but it's also very it's very lonely, and uh, you know, there's no uh, there's no no fun place to go as a fan. There's no fun meetups and stuff. You're just kind of running around, but. You know, it's a Sonics fan, guys. No one said it was going to be easy in 2009. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we should probably wrap it up, Mills. Uh, great, uh, great stuff this week. Uh, let's uh, get together next week and do this again. Um, yeah, I mean, great stuff, guys. you have anything you want to add? Uh, nothing Greg? for me. Everybody, have huh? a great week. Uh, as we wrap up these, uh, as we begin to wrap up the season, the last couple of weeks left, do expect a lot of more prediction coming out in the forthcoming um, episodes. Indeed, Dorian, anything from you, my friend? 
Um, no, I think we're good. Man, I'm really excited for the slate of games coming up. Um, you know, I'm hoping the Rockets now that they've, you know, they hopefully now that they've pretty much secured that that worst record that you know they can get at least a, a couple more wins like yeah. So under KPG, the KPJ go off. And also, right before we go, guys, I also want to mention that Chris Paul on their last win when he went off, when they interviewed him, they asked about the work he puts in, and one of the people he mentioned was Isaiah Thomas. And the fact uh, that he's always talking about his slow grind on uh, Twitter and whatnot. So That's shout true. out to Isaiah Thomas. Uh, the fact that Chris Paul uh, brought that up, I thought that was very cool. Uh, let's get him back in the league soon. All right. Shout out to IT. Everyone, shout out to IT, man. Everyone have a great week and uh, listen up, and we'll see you soon. Peace out. Oh.